You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Process. Welcome to The Process, where the process is always greater than what it produces. 10-year NFL vet, Sean Barber. I'm here with my man, myth legend, mountain of a man, Jason Pearson. Former Chiefs, uh, man, former University of Washington graduate, former Fulton College Juco. Man, look, look, look we're going to get into what Jason, no, no, we're going to get into what he's doing in a minute. <laughs> no, before we do anything, I got to pay them bills. And so, hey, man, we want to thank our title sponsor, the McGinnis Group. Yes, I do work for the McGinnis Group, and we specialize in employee benefits. We uh, do health insurance packages for companies, retirement, financial services, life insurance, and also long-term care. At the McGinnis Group, we believe team. Together, everyone achieves more. And without that, man, listen, we Sonny, Matt, uh, Scott Soxy, all, everybody at the McGinnis Group, all our producers and our staff, Man, we're just going to keep sending you leads, and we love our producers. We love our, our staff, Miss Page. Man, everybody at the McGinnis Group, we appreciate you for the support all year long. And so my man, JC, I know you, you see he can't wait to get to get to talking. <laughs> so we're going to find out right now. We saw it every no, show the same way. Needs all those, those benefits yes. that you just named. I was going to say, man, all those things are definitely needed by everybody. Right? You don't realize that when you're young and you're growing and all that, but, man. As you get to be my age, you realize oh, thirty-five. you need all every one of those things uh, are critical. So if you don't have them, call them a Guinness group. All right. We jumped the mic. So we're going to find out right now the who, the what, the where. Who is J.C. Pearson? What has he been doing since he's been playing, uh, since his playing days? And then where can people find him on social media? Man, first of all, who, right? Yeah. I mean, you left out the Minnesota Vikings. Don't don't shortchange me, bro. Oh. I mean, you know. Here we go. I'm Sean Barr. I played ten years. You know, I think JC I saw played. What you saw my team? Oh, okay. I, 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 yeah. sure I played nine, baby. But shortchanged me in my Minnesota years. But it's all good. But we'll get to that. But uh, I grew up in California, at Oceanside. Okay. Um, father was in the military and um, Marine, retired Marine. Um, man, played with a lot of. Great players. You don't know that growing up. Uh, a lot of the off-the-camera conversation should be on the camera, right? Because we <laughs> talked about, you know, uh, you played with some uh, guys that weren't as uh, that you weren't as good as. I mean, growing up, I might have been one of the worst guys in the neighborhood. Really, mm -hmm. I mean, played with a lot of talent, and and I think now it's because being uh, in a city with a big military base, people come from all over the country, right? That they, they Dads get transferred in and that kind of stuff, but played with a lot of talent, man. Um, Junior Seau grew up three houses from me. All right. Yeah, literally three houses down the street, Junior. Doki Williams played with the uh, the Raiders, Tucson Tyler with, you know, went to Washington, went to um, New Orleans Saints, uh, Kenny Stills. Uh, we went to graduated the same year. He played. Uh, with the Packers, his son, Kenny Stills, went to Oklahoma, played, I mean, on and on and on with so many guys. Bryant Westbrook, um, I mean, so many guys that have, have went on from uh, Oceanside, uh, either high school or El Camino High School, the two schools in the city, to to go on and play at the next level and beyond. So I uh, was very blessed. But, uh, yeah, growing up, man, I was always that. You hear the stories, man, like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't get picked, you know, and I never got picked. You like, you come on, yeah, right. No, I was that guy for real. Yeah, I was always that. We get together, all the guys get together. I automatically, I got next because I wasn't gonna get picked yeah, yeah. early on. So, but then as I got older, and I think that's where my competitiveness came from. But I got as I got older and older, then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you know, eventually you're the first guy picked. Yes, sir. But yes, but I definitely was always that. I got next. I'll, you know, they pick their five, and we in basketball, and then we play. And I had next, and that that was kind of my motivation to get better and better. So yeah, interesting. All right, and well, so what are you doing now? What am I doing now? I'm, I'm uh, pretty much retired. Uh, Where are you retired from? Let them know. Uh, well, retired from uh, once I got done playing uh, football. Um, did a number of things actually, but uh, was a financial planner initially. Uh, worked for Smith Barney, Solomon Smith Barney. Got my CFP. Uh, my financial planning, 
um, certification, my Series 7, Series 63, all of those things, um, because uh, at the time I thought that, and there still is a huge need uh, for athletes to, to manage their money, but um, after getting into the business, that need is still there, but the way that that businesses look at it, it uh, wasn't ideal. It didn't fit what I wanted to do. I thought I was going in with much more, um, uh, how can I say, much more positive attitude about the business. Mm-hmm. But they look at people as just numbers. You know, how many accounts you bring in this month? You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be more. You know, you're trying to be more relationship based. Relationship based. They're more transactional. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So that that was the difference in working at a wirehouse like that. So anyway, uh, during that time though, um, started doing some television. Uh, mm-hmm. Started here in town. Had no idea what I was doing broadcasting was. Didn't didn't major in that. Didn't know anything. But uh, there was at the time, Metro Sports was just starting. Mm-hmm. At Time Warner, John Dennison, Neil Harwell, John Sprugel. Shout out to those guys. Um, they said, "Hey, you want to you want to come and do a, a pre and a post game show, Chiefs?" I was like, "I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, don't worry about it. Just come on, you know." So I, I went over there. Uh, me and Rich Baldinger at the mm-hmm. time. Rich is still there, um, but uh, did that. And as they evolved, they started uh, doing high school football. They're like, "You want to come and do this game?" What you know, man? I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So I started out. Funny story, started out uh, my first game, I did the sideline for him. Okay. Uh, Neil Harwell was in the booth, and I, I don't know who, I forgot who else. But anyway, um, they're real laid back. Uh, and uh, they're like, we're, uh, we're going to go to the sideline, throw it to JC. I had no idea what to say, <laughs> what to do, how, you know, what I'm supposed to do. So that first time, uh, I just act like I didn't hear him. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> so they're like, let's throw it down to JC. Man, I'm just like, Looking at uh, JC, JC, and I just act like my 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 earpiece was out. I was like, man, I don't know what to do. So so anyway, we got a big laugh out of that. But uh, so then I eventually got up in the booth and started doing uh, the analyst work there. And uh, from there, went to ESPN, did a package, uh, got called to do a um, come and audition for a package that they were doing, Mountain West package. Again, I was like, man, I you know I don't know the the technicalities and all that kind of stuff. They were like, well, just, just go and do what you do. Right. So the good thing about that is they gave me uh, a video of the game that we were going to do. So I had to come in and sit in the studio like this Mm -hmm. with the play by play guy and do the game. But they, they gave me the game prior to, so I was able to study the game and, uh, and talk about that. And and I remember it was an Erlacher game. He went to university of New Mexico back then. And, uh, we talked about him transitioning to the league and he was going to go from, he played safety in college. Mm. He was going to transition down uh, and play middle linebacker. So we were able to talk about that. And so that kind of fit in my wheelhouse, made me comfortable. You know, we didn't have to worry about, you know, when to speak, how to, you know, what to say, when to say it and all that, you know, the technicality stuff that you, uh, technical stuff that you learn later on. So that I got that, did that for, I don't know, four or five years. Got a call from Fox to audition for the NFL package. Mm-hmm. Did that. Uh, worked out. Um, worked with a lot of great guys there. All those all those dudes that you see the pregame show. Um, but my partners, um, Kurt Menefee, who's now the host of, of the Sunday show. Uh, worked with Matt Vaskersian, Chris Rose. A lot of those big names that that uh, that are still around. But uh, did that for eight years and then went back to. ESPN did college football, and then Fox got college football, so went back to Fox, did college football for them, um, and eventually retired, stepped back because my daughters were getting a little older. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanted to spend some time with them because I was on the road. That People don't realize how difficult that job is. They, they just see the game, right? But all the preparation and all the travel is, it, it, it's a grind. It really is. So, uh, kind of stepped back from that a little bit and wanted to be with my girls while they went through high school and, and club volleyball. Now my youngest uh, just left last year. She's a freshman in college now. So thinking about maybe doing a little more, getting back. And, and through all that time, I would do stuff here and there, mm-hmm. you know, radio stuff, local stuff or some local games, that kind of stuff. 
just not on the road so much. So we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, was able to um, financially um, through what I made. Is it's not about what you make; it's what you keep. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've never been a, a big flashy guy. You know, jewelry and fancy cars and going out and all that. So I was able to to uh, be very very frugal with uh, what I made and uh, and made some good investments. And so financially, you know, we don't have that that stress of, of making ends meet yes, month sir. to month. So um, so I can afford to take take my time and enjoy life and enjoy my my friends. And that's one thing that I would encourage everybody, uh, especially, you know, you know, as as a player, mm-hmm. the grind that we go through, but uh, in, enjoy the, the, the road and the process. Yes, right. right. That's right. And and if I could go back and do any of it again, I would do that because I, I definitely didn't take the time to enjoy that because I was afraid that if I started doing that. Yes, right. You wouldn't play with slips. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, but, uh, but yeah, so a little long winded answer, but for the most part, that that's it. Listen, I listen to the followers. We, 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 we hang on every word of what you said. And that was probably the most uh, co- complex, but simplified version of the who, where and what are you doing now? Right. And when we talk about all these different assets and all these different uh, uh, paths of life you went on, you said you was a financial advisor, you did network information. So if a follower wanted to find you now, I mean, you know, social media is really big now. <laughs> social media. Are you on social? Are you on X? Are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? Are you on any of these social media platforms? I, I am on that. Um, all right. I couldn't tell you how to find me, all right. but uh, <laughs> all of those, all of those entities that you said were set up for me by other people, my daughters mainly. Uh, but I am on there, and I am. You can find me there. All right. Um, the one that I probably am on the most is, you know, obviously being an, being an old guy is, is Facebook, right? That's the easiest one. But my daughters are on, uh, set me up with all that. They even did a um, the TikTok thing. Right, uh-huh. but I don't. I don't do it. Right, I'm like because I had to. I, I find I don't out with some other crazy stuff, signing up, and I changed falls and had to sign in, and I was like, man, I'm not even doing that one. So. Let us find out, listeners, um, how to find Jason Pearson on TikTok. If you if you find out, you DM me. Uh, we'll find a, some kind of gift or something to find uh, to send you out. If you can find Jason Pearson on TikTok and do some of those old uh, dances, uh, what Cabbage Patch? And- oh Lord! <laughs> yes, yes, we'll do the Cabbage Patch, some other stuff. Yeah. So quickly before we go to break, man, um, uh, University of Washington grad. Mm-hmm. We talked about like some of the bigger games you played in college, and you said there was an opportunity actually that you came up with just maybe a game short of winning a national championship. Uh, yes. And at University of Washington, senior uh, your senior year, had beat Michigan. We we played beat Michigan at Michigan at Michigan that year. But they also, came to us the year before. We beat them there too. All right, but BYU place. had played who? Michigan right in the Holiday Bowl. Is that what you're saying? BYU. That's what we. Oh, that's BYU. What so all um, BYU fans, no offense, but you know it's it doesn't bother me now. What is it? Forty, fifty years later, it, it's. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> on the doorstep of a national championship. Yeah. I mean, obviously with everything going on with Washington now, the coaches mm-hmm. uh, from Washington, the head coach actually accepted the job at Alabama. So his deal and everything is still being worked out. Um, and now Washington had to find themselves a new coach. So finding, they're in the process of finding a new coach. They hired, they found one. They oh. hired him, uh, took uh, Jed Fish from the University of Arizona. Okay. And uh, hired him yesterday. Um Within the conference, but now, now not the same conference because Washington is going to the Big Ten, and Arizona is going to the Big Twelve. So, but uh, but very familiar with him, and and he's done good things with that team. But going to be a rebuilding process, yes. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Coach DeBoer left. But uh, I think in the long run, it, it, he would have he would established himself. He had already established established himself in in uh, Washington. I think he would have had a much longer career there. Yeah. And as a as college fan, we also, I mean, we have pro football fans, but there's always this mixture between college and pros because the coaches go from back and forth. Um, the hot name right now is obviously Jim Harbaugh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, winning a championship with the Michigan Wolverines and now having some interviews with the Chargers, the Commanders. The Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, a bunch yeah. of teams are looking at him. Uh, any thoughts about where do you think he might land? Well, uh, at first I thought, the Raiders, mm. um, but now that the 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 Chargers have jumped into the mix, I think 
the Chargers would be a great fit for him. Um, I know we talked a little bit earlier that um, you think he's going to stay on the East Coast because his, bro- his brother is there and Baltimore's uh, father, easier travel for his father. And I can, I can definitely understand that. But I think for him, I think the Chargers would be a much quicker road to winning than those other two because uh, obviously he's a former quarterback, develops quarterbacks everywhere he's gone, mm-hmm. and he's got a guy in uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, love him or hate him, he's a talented young man that, that, with a big arm, and, and I think that is probably – I would think that's intriguing for him. Yeah. The quarterback position is definitely intriguing uh, at the Chargers with Herbert. Obviously going to the Raiders, that quarterback position is still kind of in flux. That we have to develop that position. Either one of those positions, you have to face the Chiefs twice, so probably not the most uh, envious of jobs to go into the AFC West, having to deal with um, uh, all the head coaches that are already here in the AFC West, and maybe that commander's job. The NFC East, um, it it looked like it was going to be a powerhouse with the Cowboys and Eagles, but the playoffs kind of showed both of them teams to be less than what we thought, right? Right. I mean, mean, like you're saying, he could probably go there and win that division a lot quicker yeah obviously yeah um but and be on the east coast but they would have to bring in somebody i think and which is not hard these days um especially when you when you don't finish high up is to draft a young guy that you can develop but uh you know he's won at every level even back to usd when you know they were tiny tiny school in san diego and uh had that was it the, the justin johnson or joe johnson whatever and that guy went on to play a long time in the league and then went to Stanford, went to the 49. And, you know, he's won at every – He's level. a winner. He's a, he's a winner. Yep. He just didn't beat us when we played against him at Washington. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be right back at you. Again, you're listening to The Process, where the process is greater than the product. I'm with my man, J.C. Pearson, and we'll be right back at you. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Whether your New Year's resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your doorstep. Make saving time your breeziest resolution with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to you. Just choose your meals and select your delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping, so all you'll have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes to get cooking. HelloFresh can make cooking with your family fun, easy, and simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree and use code KCSNFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree with code KCSNFree. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to The Process, where the process is greater than what it produces. Again, 10-year NFL vet Sean Barber coming at you. I'm co-hosting the show this week with my man Jason Pearson. We man, we, we knocked down a bunch of walls with Washington, with BYU, with University <laughs> of Michigan. We talked about Jim Allboy in the first segment. So if you didn't listen to that, rewind it, look at the first segment again. But we're going to jump into right now the pros. We're going to jump into what you came to listen about, and it's your Kansas City Chiefs that are at the road facing the Buffalo Bills. Um, Sean McDermott's the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be Ken Dorsey, but now it's uh, Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator. And obviously, who's running the ship for them? The quarterback Josh Allen. Everything is kind of you know all you know circle the wagons, uh, the Buffalo Bills, um, the the Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Are they the new Peyton Manning, Brady? I mean, all of these storylines circle. Uh, Sean McDermott being one of uh, uh, the roots, uh, the branches of the Andy Reid tree, a uh, tree which includes uh, John Harbaugh and uh, a boatload of other coaches that are coaching there. Um, so all these different storylines, man. man. Let's just start over the Chiefs' defense. Right. Uh, one of the most consistent units I've seen in the NFL. You talk about offense, defense, special teams. The one thing I've seen that's been consistent in the NFL is this Chiefs' defense. They get pressure on the ball. They stop the run. They get after the quarterback. And the one thing they're doing better than anybody else is the secondary. It's right. so sticky. Uh, just a bunch of ball hawks mm-hmm. jamming at the line, rerouting, throwing receivers off their timing. What do you think is going to happen when our team uh, arrives in Buffalo and it's game day, especially when, you know, we talk about the defense, but maybe even fine-tune it to talk about the secondary? Well, I, you know, I, I think uh, more of the same, really. And, uh, you know, these two teams, they know each other, mm-hmm. have history, obviously, being two of the best in the, in the conference uh, the last number of years. But, uh, you know, I think where we are better this year is is in the secondary. Um, I think they're physical with with – Legarius Sneed, and also with with Trent. Um, I think we have guys that are physical, that can tackle, um, that can line up at the line of scrimmage, but but also can play off the ball if he if he if need be and cover three, cover seven, whatever the case may be. Um, but the guys up front, um, and when you have uh, guys like that 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 you trust and you know that they can play man coverage, you can afford to walk a safety down some and uh, and give some different looks, be aggressive against the run force a team to pass or drop out, give that look because they're not sure if you're going to come. You can afford to move around and disguise a lot more. And I think this game is, you know, both teams are obviously very good teams, but it's all, it's just going to be about execution, um, turnovers at, and who makes the most mistakes. And, uh, you know, I think where, where we differ from uh, what they've seen in the past is we're much more physical against the run. Yes. And, uh, that's going to play big, obviously, in the, the cold weather games. You're going to have to run the ball. Um, so, But I think we're good against the run. We just have to make sure we contain the quarterback when he runs. That That's when he – and vice versa, right? I mean, very similar style players. Um, just don't give them anything easy. Make them have to have to go nine, ten play drives. But I think the way that our, our secondary is playing allows us to be a little more aggressive against the run and, and getting after the quarterback. Yeah, so the, the Bills have uh, James Cook at running back. They have uh, Stephon Diggs as the wide receiver, uh, Dalton Kincaid and uh, Knox are the two tight ends. Right. But even besides there, they, they have a, a, a receiver, number 10, Shakura, who has kind of come out of nowhere to kind of like uh, – he was the guy that you know kind of sealed the game up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Um, Fitzpatrick had him at the, like, the 10-yard line. He kind of did a pirouette and yeah. still ran in. Yeah. Uh, but he's been catching some balls on the sideline. It's kind of kind of come from nowhere to almost be, you know, we always thought that Gabe Davis was going to be the number two at the Buffalo Bills. Right. And Gabe has kind of really been really kind of quiet down the stretch in the playoffs. Obviously, he had a really big game against us um, at Arrowhead a few seasons ago. Uh, but, they, I mean, again, a lot of capable weapons, but it does begin to start with Josh Allen. And one thing, I mean, I done, I, I did a deep dive into the, the Josh, 
the archives about Josh Allen, yeah. and I probably found out way too much information. Yeah. Uh, Fire, Fire, Fireball High School. I, I didn't even wow. know a school called Fireball, but Fireball High School um, goes to you know University of Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Wyoming coach um, has a chance to speak up for him, and you know talking his draft day status, and he compares him to, to a, a young Brett Favre. But he, when he compares him to Brett Favre, it's almost like almost a negative because the one thing that we know, yes, Brett Favre is a great leader when he was at the Green Bay Packers. But the one thing that kept following Brett Favre around his whole career was how he was a gun turnovers, turnover magnet. Yeah. It's just, just I mean, it's like a double edged sword. He's going to make a hundred great plays for you, but then it's going to be a hundred plays where you should have just took the field goal, mm-hmm. and he's going to turn it over in the red zone. Yeah. And if that's one thing that has shown itself to be true, no matter who's the offense coordinator, whether it was Dayball, whether it was Ken Dorsey or now uh, Joe um, uh, Joe Brady, he's still a, he's still a turnover magnet. He's still throwing the ball way too risky in the red zone. Um, he's turning over multiple times in his own end zone when it's when when they have scored in scoring position and points on the board. And so when we talk about that position, that quarterback position, I know everybody is trying to find the next Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants to find that next uh, uh, that elite level quarterback. But it's also an understanding about how that position needs to be played to manage the game, especially right. when the game needs to be managed. And this is playoff football. And that, right? Yeah. And you, you want to take care of the ball, obviously, right? And, you know, throughout throughout history, you know, guys have strong arms, you know, that they can throw the Warren Moon, uh, John Elway, all, you know, all those guys, you know, can – Marino. Uh, Marino's, all of – everybody can throw the ball. So it's not about that. It's about can you throw it where it needs to be thrown, when it needs to be thrown. Exactly. Right on time. Do you know where to throw it, when to throw it, and, and on time? That's the thing, and that's what I was talking about uh, when we were talking about the defense and being able to disguise and move around and confuse. Some guys, some guys don't do that very well. Mm-hmm. Some guys uh, don't process that information as quickly, and now they just throw wherever they think they're supposed to throw. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the part about um, confusion. And he can have all the talent you want. You don't know what to do with it. it well, it's no good, yes, right? Sir, that's right. And uh, so, with all that moving around, uh, you know, guys coming off the edge, getting after the quarterback, Chris in his face, coming, you know, pushing the pocket. You, it, all that has to happen in a split second. Yes. And now we got Legarius throwing the timing off over here. We got McDuffie throwing the timing off over there. Now that you know, oh, the safety drop. Now they're actually in in two man or whatever the case may be. You know, when that happens. Typically with him, he just throws wherever he thinks a guy is supposed to be, as opposed to to throwing it uh, where when a guy is open. So you can, you know, you can force some turnovers with him, and, and especially when they get behind. Yes. And in this weather, it's going to be cold. Um, yeah, you can still throw the ball, but it's still not as sharp as when it's seventy degrees, you know, outside. So yeah. if we can jump up uh, on them 10, 14 points. I think we're going to force him to to turn the ball over quite a bit. Yeah, I think both teams are going to have some success with the first 15, those pre-scripted plays. Mm -hmm. Because from an offensive standpoint, I think both teams have really um, bright, intelligent offensive game plans. When you talk about Matt Nagy with the cheese, you talk about Joe Brady. Mm -hmm. The one thing they've been able to do is really move the ball up and down the field. And the one thing that both teams have struggled with a little bit is actually when it gets to the red zone and field gets shrunk, that's when defenses kind of take over, exactly. right? The windows get smaller. Yep. We can get a lot more stickier, a lot yep. more hands on. Yep. Uh, the necessity to be able to run the ball becomes that much more greater. Absolutely. And I think if you if you look recently, the Chiefs have been a little bit more eager and optimistic about running the ball. And also the Buffalo Bills have been. Uh, been able to give the ball to James Cook and let him yep. uh, let him cook, let yep. him do what he needs to yep. do. Ran the ball well last week. Ran the ball well next week. And I think so both teams are kind of mirror images of each other as far as what they're doing on the offense side of the ball. And so when you talk about this team, this matchup, yet we are the underdogs. I think this is the first time the Chiefs have been an uh, underdog in multiple years uh, in the playoffs. And I think it's because we're playing at Buffalo, right? right? Yeah, so absolutely. Just two equal teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, a field goal is a difference. I think it's a minus two for the Buffalo. You know, we're underdog by two points. Uh, but going into that game, I think we, we, we definitely understand the importance of the run game. But I, I said the, the one thing I think is a little bit different is defensively, uh, we're healthy. Mm-hmm. Our defense is healthy. Everybody is back. Uh, Drew Tranquil is playing this game. Um, our, you know, our safeties are playing well. Our D-line is healthy. Now, if you look at the Buffalo Bills, I mean, they're, they're down to, I think, their third or fourth middle linebacker. Their safety got hurt last week um, in, in the game against the Steelers. 
Uh, they've already was missing White. They're already missing Milano. Right, right. Um, man, Rousseau's been you know injured here and there. So, I mean, they're 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 not as healthy going into the game as you, I think you would wish to be right. facing the Chiefs' offense. And you know what? That that's a great point because normally you, at this time of year everybody's beat up. Yeah. But I think the Chiefs are actually pretty healthy. But the big key in this game, you you mentioned that name Milano, right? He was the guy that really um, that they put on Kelsey, Kelsey that's right. a lot. And uh, he's very athletic, big, strong guy. You know, with him being out, right, I, I think they're going to have to focus and put more attention to Kelsey, mm-hmm. uh, which hopefully is going to open up some other guys. But, uh, you know, Milano was a guy that they felt could cover Travis by himself because yeah. he was big enough, physical enough, fast enough. They don't have that guy now. So – you know, we we're gonna have to we're gonna see that them either um, put two guys on Travis or Travis could have a big game this game. Yes, so that that'll be something to look for. And then we go back to a few years ago. We talk about let you know let's switch the page and talk about our Chiefs offense. Obviously, being run by you know Patrick Mahomes, he's I mean obviously one of the top players in the entire league, face of the league. Um, he has learned and become a little bit less gun happy he's, he's he's not taking as many risks with the ball especially when it comes to the playoffs he's found a way to in the regular season live a little bit on the edge right you know making some throws you know make throwing some interceptions doing some things that maybe he wouldn't do when it comes time to uh, postseason and when it's time to postseason he's been able just to turn the switch and postseason pat we call him petty pat you can call it whatever you want to right um i mean he, he takes things uh, and uses things to motivate them in a way that really great players do. So right. I think being an underdog mm-hmm. could be a a, a a little bit extra motivated that he hasn't had the experience on uh, the road. There's everybody's talking about this is his first playoff game on the road. Uh, you know, obviously outside of Super Bowls, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, all those things. But you know, you talked about um, him being having to change his game a little bit. You know, I think early on he was playing the way that we played earlier. Um, you know, the last few seasons because we had big play wide receivers. So mm-hmm. taking chances down the down the field. But I think he's learned where and when um, he can take those chances. And, and uh, the big thing for this team and this offense is don't turn the ball over. Whenever we don't turn the ball over, uh, we do well. We may not score the 30 points like we did in the past, but that's okay because our defense is exactly. back. So we don't have to do those things. So as long as we don't don't turn the ball over and take those risks, which I, you know, you saw it last week. I mean, you know, now we're throwing the crossers to Rashi Rice, who's who's come on, right? Mm-hmm. Now that's opening up things for Trav. Uh, but it all, you know, I think in these games, ten is key too to be able to hand the ball off and be physical in this cold weather. And uh, man, that kid, I just love his intensity, the way that he he runs, the physicalness that he brings to this game. Yeah. And I, I think that's key. And uh, so you know, I think you know, and I think any good side of any coach. Is you got to play to your player's strength. Exactly. Some coaches, I you know, I talked about. We talked about earlier uh, off the camera that there's a lot of coaches that just, well, this is our system and this is what we do. Mm-hmm. X's and O's. It it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You can have any system you want. You have to have guys that can play within that system, and and sometimes you have to adjust your system to the talents of who you have right now. Yep. And uh, and we obviously know that we've had to to change a little bit offensively our mindset. But uh, I think here lately they understand that 10 is a guy that we can lean on mm-hmm. and that he uh, really can can start everything off for this defense and we can work off of that. And uh, it's kind of like the old school mentality of the run set up the pass, right? Have, but so much we used to see that the pass and we run every now and then. Yes, sir. Um, because, because we could do that. Yeah, yeah. But now we've had to change, and I, I give those guys credit. I give Nagy credit. I give Andy Reid credit that, hey, now we seem to have made that adjustment that we're playing to the strengths of our talents on offense and then going from there. Man, whatever it takes to win on uh, Sunday, I think the Chiefs are in perfect place to win. Obviously, leaning heavy on the run game from Pacheco, getting the ball into Kelsey's hands. Um, when you need a big play, we know Rashi Rice is being there. And then obviously a complimentary of other wide receivers, Noah Gray, uh, oh, stepped up. Nico Hardman, yeah. and and you know MBS and whoever else needs yeah, to on and on make a play. So, I um, mean, then I, obviously we didn't mention but special teams. We've had one of the most consistent special teams as far as field goal kickers with Booker. 
Uh, our special teams has, has been a, a plus. Each game been a positive, positive. And if you if you if you even look back at the season, um, the last game of the of the year when the Buffalo Bills played the Miami Dolphins, that game was won because of a special teams punt return. Right. Um, they had a punt return return uh, for a touchdown that basically was the difference of that game that gave them the playoff berth. So. Uh, Buffalo, the reason they're here now in the number two seed is because they had a spe- big special teams play at the end of the year. Right. So special teams is a, a valuable part. And I think that that's something that Coach Andy Reid takes a lot of um, importance. He puts a lot of pro- uh, priority on our special teams being one of the top special teams in the league. Coach Dave Tobe obviously takes a lot of credit for that, being our special teams coordinator. Uh, but we have a uh, ability to go into Buffalo and do something that needs to be done, uh, put our, our Chiefs into the uh, uh, AFC championship game, no matter if it's at home versus the Texans or at the Ravens. In the game. Uh, you just got to be in the game. Yeah. So we're going to take a, another quick break. Be right back at you. You're listening to The Process, where The Process is greater than what it produces. I'm your co-host, Sean Barber, my man, J.C. Pearson. We'll be right back at you. You're listening to KC Sports Network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Looking at the Chiefs and Bills game, Bills two point two and a half point favorites at home with an over-under set at 45. You can get in on that action by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and using code KCSN. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus 8 varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the process, man. Listen, I just want to take this last segment. We're going to little, little deep dive back into the history of Josh Allen, and then we'll find out what are some of the things in the community we both for us are doing. But, man, Josh Allen, obviously... Like I said, he came from Fireside. He was a California kid, ended up going to Wyoming. While he was at Wyoming, man, like he was a really good quarterback. You know, he's always had this affinity to run the ball. He ended up breaking his clavicle and had to miss a season early in his football career. Um, gets healthy, has the ability to come out in 2017. But let me name some of the quarterbacks that came out in 17. All right, we had Matt Trubisky, Pat Mahomes, Watson, uh, Deshaun Kaiser, uh, David Webb. C.J. Beathard, uh, Chad Kelly, uh, you remember a guy, uh, Gerard Evans, Trevor Knight for Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, man, just uh, Kaya, uh, Dobbs for Tennessee. Wow. So so there was a lot of, you know, kind of big-name quarterbacks coming out in 17. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, he, he if you look at some of his bios and some of his autobiographies, you know, they tell the, the Josh Allen story it kind of brushes over that like, oh, he made a commitment to come back to Washington, I mean, Wyoming, because he wanted to win in 2018. If you look at it, I think that there was so many good quarterbacks coming out in 17. Mm -hmm. It shows that maybe he did not want to come. We talk about his great competitive nature. Right. But when it came time to submit his name in the draft, he saw the the, the guys come out 17. It was probably like, I, I don't. I don't know where I line up in that. Like, I don't know where I, where, where I rank against those ten to fifteen guys. And I, I think talent wise, obviously he, he's very talented, but no one, no one really knew who he was. Right? Yeah, accurate. Yeah, fifty five percent accuracy. Yeah, and that was right. the one thing and, kept holding him back. And at Wyoming, so, at, yes. you know, it, it's different if you're doing it at a, at a major college. Wyoming was, you know, the Mountain West or the WAC at that time and whatever. So, you know, I, I think uh, it was good for him and and whoever was advising him. Um, to say, hey, you might need to come back and work on some things and, yeah, and yeah. show that you can be accurate and, and that kind of stuff. Well, a smart move for him because in 2018, uh, the first draft pick actually uh, coming out of that draft was Baker Mayfield. Uh, he was picked number one. Then uh, Sam Darnold went three to the Jets. Um, and then the Bills actually traded for the number seven pick. They were at 12. They traded from 12 with the Bucks to move up to seven because they wanted to get in front of Arizona. Arizona had the 10th pick, and they thought that Arizona was going to take um, 
Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Right. So the Bills moved in front of him to seven, right. and they picked Josh Allen at seven, and then the uh, Arizona Cardinals ended up taking uh, Rosen, Josh Rosen. Mm. So, like you said, he, 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 let me get out of this big pool in 2017 right. with guys where, you know, my accuracy is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, I'm coming from Wyoming. I got, you know, I got these big college guys from Miami and Pitt and all these other right. schools, A&M, to try to compare against. I'm going to go to this next draft. And the next draft, you know, the Bills move up to get them. And as of now, people say, man, what a smart move. Well, you know, the Bills kind of repeated what happened to them because in 17, we traded with the Bills to get Patrick Mahomes to move in front of Houston. And so they kind of just used the same play, but we did a year later to go up and get Josh Allen. But guess who they left on the table? Lamar Jackson. Mm. Now, so when you look at the the the, the how all this has worked out, did they really choose the best right, 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 option when right. you're talking about Lamar Jackson was left on the table? Yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, and, and the draft is such an inexact science, mm-hmm. right? And especially at that position, and, and it's not just the talent; it's who's going to coach that talent. What the, what system are they going to try to put that talent in and develop them? Like you said, you know, Lamar Jackson. And, Baker Mayfield, all you know, Baker Mayfield was the one. He had trouble. We, you know, we're talking about him earlier. I mean, look at look at where he was in Cleveland, playing well now in Tampa. There were still some questions there, but you know that that position is so vital to a franchise. All the way back to you know Kansas City, talking about you know the, that position, we took Todd Blackledge in eighty whatever it was. It was prior to me coming here, but uh, that was the year of uh, Marino Elway. Uh, Jim Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, all those, and and uh, we took Marino. I mean, we took Blackledge early, and uh, we suffered all the way until you know we got uh, um, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know, we we would always try to find somebody in free agency, but we never developed a quarterback that we drafted until Patrick Mahomes. And how many years later was that? But <laughs> just think if we would have, you know, had even Jim Kelly or or. Um, there was a that you know. There's a whole thirty for thirty on on that year in the quarterbacks, but um, net, needless to say, we took the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thirty years later, we actually yeah. got it. We got it right. Right. And for the next you know twenty years or exactly. so, right. um, the Chiefs are one of the uh, premier organizations, the teams to beat. And, I, and again, I just I look at what the Bills did, and uh, yes, they. And we talked earlier about how the NFL, no matter we're talking about scouting, drafting players or in just conceptual football, it's a copycat league. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing and is working, right. other teams are going to try to emulate. Right. But you got to have the right coach there. Right. you got to have the right players there, right. the right support staff, mm-hmm. offensive and defensive coordinators. Cause right. Because we see teams have these, uh, you know, flash-in-the-pan type success. Right. The Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. last year, right, the last couple of years, uh, winning a Super Bowl with mm-hmm. Peterson, mm-hmm. then trying to re-up with uh, Sirianni, Sirianni has two great coordinators. They get to the Super Bowl. They lose to the Chiefs. Right. Both coordinators except head coaching jobs. They go 10-1, and one, and then for the final uh, nine weeks of the season. All apart. One and eight. I mean, and, and get booted out the, uh, the, the, the playoffs. By I mean, Baker Mayfield. By Baker Mayfield. The <laughs> right. guy, who, you know, we talk about yeah. trying to find a home. But, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, in, in, at this level, uh, as, as you and I know, Everybody has talent. Yes. It, it doesn't matter if you're on, you know, the worst team in the league or the best team in the league. All of those players are talented or they wouldn't make it to this point. And so it's about the the coaching staff, the system that you're running at, and what kind of position are you putting those guys in to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like you said, how do, how do you go um, looking at the Eagles? You know, I mean, they're, they're one turnover away or one play away from – you know, from being the Super Bowl champions again um, to now, you know, 10 and 1, everybody, they're the best team in the league. And, and now all of a sudden, they talking about firing. Firing. They're young. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw uh, a video coming over here. Uh, a fan threw a popcorn box at him walking off the field, telling him, you, you're out of here. You you know, but that, that's Billy that's for you, as you know. But uh, I mean, you can, but, but to go from 10 and 1 and the best team in the league at that time, to, to the drop-off that they've had is, I mean. Yeah, that's organizational failure, basically. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but still, you know. Well, the two the two concepts I, I see, no matter we're talking about players, no matter we're talking about offense or defense, coaches, or the front office, trust and communication. 
trust and communication between players. All right, I'm a linebacker, you're a defensive back. We see a tight end running back combo trying to come out. We got to be on the same page. Right. I don't have time to look back at you hmm. and to get a confirmation about, I mean, we practice all year long to make sure that we see it the same way, to right. recover it the right way. Right. Um, and then on offense, the same way. Uh, when you're running a seam route and the middle of the field opens up, I got to know that you're going to l- put that ball in the middle of the field and I got to start running and drifting towards that throw coming, yeah. Yeah. find the ball quickly so we can connect. As a coaching staff, trust and communication. I got to trust it just because my players aren't in the building, they're still resting. Yeah. They're still getting their proper rest and nutrients right. and working out. Watching video. Watching the film, right? right? They're right. going to be ready to go on game day. Yeah. And just because I give them time off during the bye week or I give them the afternoon and evening off, these guys are are grown pro, the pros pro, they're professionals. They're going to handle their off time, their downtown the, the right way. And then from an organizational standpoint, you got to put trust in the, the positions you draft to know that, hey, just because you don't play this year doesn't mean you're not expected to have a phenomenal next season. We talk about the draft pick from Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Um, defensive end we got, yeah, because of Chris Jones maybe holding out, that was a position of need. And then because Chris Jones comes back, uh, uh, number 90 from San Fran we signed, uh, you comes back and is playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Greek freak, right, George, is playing at a, a, a man, I mean, a tremendously double-digit sex level. What Now is no position for him to come in and grow in on the field. Right. But when he get the opportunity in that last, you know, week 18, he showed that he was ready and prepared. It showed he's been studying, he's been playing, he's been pre- preparing himself. So we talk about trust and communication. Those t- t- two things seems to, like, uh, pop up over and over and over again. And that's the one thing that I think the really great organizations – they have them that trust communication on every level. Absolutely. Right. You have to have that. And, uh, you know, for guys like that, and uh, you were talking about number 10 from Buffalo earlier, oh, right, yeah. that that is now getting an opportunity. Sure. When you're not the number one guy in the star, you had better be prepared. You had better be doing all those things. You had better be watching the guys in front of you so that when you do get an opportunity, you take advantage of it. That's how you stay in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at, uh, you know, Nicole, uh, the last game of the season, uh, hadn't been playing much, you know, was was injured early, hadn't caught a lot of balls here, um, but then was able to make some plays yes. in that game. Next thing you know, we see him in the playoff game, right? Okay, well, yeah, he's ready to go. When you get that opportunity in this league, you had better be prepared. And if you're not, those are the guys that don't stay for very long. And, uh, you know, it's not all about being the superstar and, and the, the Travis Kelseys and the Patrick Mahomes, but – Going back to, I digress here real quickly, but remember when when uh, Kelsey was frustrated throwing his helmet on the sideline, yeah, yeah. and people were saying, "Oh, I hate, I hate seeing that." That's not, no, no. That you want that because when your best players show that we got to be better, mm-hmm. you know, this what we're doing right now is not good. Then we got, you know, and, and he's pointed at himself. But when he is saying that, and, and I'm a backup guy, how can I not be ready to play? How can I not like, oh, when I get in. Damn, I better know what I'm supposed to do, right? <laughs> yes, sir. And and so when you've been there, you understand that, hey, sometimes that's needed to show everybody else, we got to stop making these dumb penalties. We got to stop dropping the ball. We got to stop doing all these things that are killing us. Yeah. And if, if you're one of those guys, you know, you, you got to take that to heart. So I, I think that was a, a great thing. But uh, back to your point, yes, absolutely. Those guys, in order to stay in this league, guys like myself, you know, you had to do all those things, all the little things. And when you got an opportunity, you better show them that they can depend and trust you to be in the game, right? Right. And, and uh, good organizations do that. Yeah, we talk about the things that um, are going to matter most for the Chiefs to upset. Uh, and we say upset with, with, with maybe upset because we know the Chiefs are one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, it's, it's probably not – no matter where they go play, no matter who they play against – uh, them winning a ball game is probably really not an upset. We expect it here in the kingdom. It's, it's, it's upset. Upset Buffalo. Oh, yeah, they're they going to be, like, they gonna be <laughs> upset, yeah, but it ain't really upset. Yeah, yeah, we not are to, one of the most, us, right. most talented teams. We know hands down our defense has been playing at a uh, – I mean, across the board. We talk about some all pros. Our defense across the board, all three levels, have been playing phenomenal, keeping everybody to uh, less than 20 points um, each and every week. Um, and then special teams being I – mean, we talk about – a complementary of all three phases. We talk about the trust and 
the communication going from the coaches, the position coaches, the offense and defensive coordinators and special teams coordinator to the players. Uh, we talk about the, the the trust our city has with our team. Um, it's just, I think everybody sees the vision that Andy Reid has with this organization and Chiefs Kingdom, Sea of Red, the way we appear at the stadium, the way we um, we treat our players when they're out having dinners and lunch with their family. I mean, this is it's a it's a all hands on boards. Everybody who's part of the Chiefs Kingdom understand the expectation of this team, and we all know that this team is capable, willing, and has the uh, amount of skill level to be back to back Super Bowl champions. And that's our expectation. So yeah, uh, hey, thirteen seconds. That's, That's all, all we need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So with that, we're going to wrap up the show, man. Again, man. Hey, Wait, wait, whoa. Wrap up the show. Man, I've been trying to get here for how long? <laughs> and, and you're going to cut me off now and kick me out? I've been trying to get here for Four the six years, man. All season. And uh, finally get here and you guys kick. Oh, uh, okay. Well, maybe we'll have you back in a few weeks. Once we're in the Super Bowl, we'll have you back to wrap up the season. Hey, hey, I'm with that. All right. Absolutely. So this is my man, J.C. Pearson. Always, uh, like, again, a, a mountain in our community. Man, I love this brother like a uh, brother from another mother. I'm your host, Sean Barber. You've been listening to The Process, where the process is always greater than what it produces. That's going to be a wrap. Let's go, Chiefs. Let's beat those Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.